Hi Slip Angle listeners, this is Rob from Fields Auto Works and Fields Engineering. We're really excited to be supporting great content on Slip Angle, and we hope you'll find your way over to our social media pages to see some of the exciting work that we're doing. Fields Auto Works has Cardinal Coupes being delivered and Scioto Coupes in build for testing this summer, with more exciting models on the near horizon. If you're ready for supercar performance for under $70,000 or professional prototype speed for under $150,000, stop by FieldsAutoWorks.com to see what we offer. At Fields Engineering, we have openings for major builds, arrive and drive customers, and medium to large engineering projects. We have capabilities ranging from whole composite body scratch builds to 3D scanning and printing to trackside support. We're also thrilled to be supporting regular guy racing with Colton Wade driving in GLTC and the exciting new Future Frontrunners initiative to promote women in club racing. As a Fields customer, you get the combined experience of IndyCar builders, IMSA veterans, aerospace engineers, and lifetime racers working on your next big endeavor. If that sounds like a team you're interested in working with every day, you can also contact us about our open shop positions. Find Fields Auto Works on social media and at fieldsautoworks.com, and find Fields Engineering on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Check, check. Hi. Talking and talking. I'm Scott. Hi. I'm tired. <laughs> we are at a... Oh, are we recording right now? Yeah. As my college friends drive away on bicycles. <laughs> yeah. We are at an unnamed... Oh, we'll just talk about it. It's West Michigan Honda Meet. The best event ever, man. Meets. We had yeah. meets. The meets were really good, actually. They were good. Um, I'm Adam Jabay. Hi, buddy. I'm Scott. I'm good. Thanks for your help on my car this weekend. Dude, you're... And Becky, thanks for your help on my car this week. <laughs> Anytime. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was a pretty good day, dude. Yeah, you're... So, really odd problem. Your car, when going like even 20 miles an hour... Barely, Two miles an hour. Barely any steering input to the left. Tiny bit. The car would want to die. It would shut off. And... We could not figure it out. It started at Blackhawk. And, and then, then... it got worse in race four at Blackhawk. Which makes sense now that we yeah we totally makes totally makes sense, but um, but basically we had to pull the codes. Notice that it was uh, either crank or yep. cam sensor error. I was one hundred percent positive it was fuel problems because I have fuel pressure uh, up on my race pack top left, um, and as I as it happened, fuel pressure would drop. So I was positive I knew what it was right, and I did not know what it was. Um, nope. Change the fuel pump caused a whole other series of problems because now I have 56 PSI fuel pressure instead of 46. Yep. So I had to basically detune and then correct all the problems I did with that. But, um, yeah, that was weird. We, I couldn't get my computer to load yesterday. Yours did. Yep. And, uh, man, that Zoom is way cleaner than mine. Mine looks like junk. Yeah, I still dude. have the case. I carry yeah. this thing around. I have the case, too. I have my, a new case for my new one, yeah, which I haven't it. used yet. Look at this thing. Yeah. There's no letters left <laughs> on it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's seen some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen some, some hot terrib- tubs, some terrible things. Um, so left hand turns, uh, like in pit, which was actually literally wrapping around the pit wall on the bottom, which was 
I think helpful to actually diagnose yes, it. Yeah. Like you didn't have to be going 70 or 80. We couldn't make it do it again with wiring. We couldn't touch any wiring nope. and make it do it again. It wasn't a sense. vacuum like. Yeah. We looked at all the things. Yep. Uh, and it turns out, so I have a Haltech on my, it's a Honda D-Series, which is single cam engine. And I have for, for cam home, I think they call it. It's a basically a yep. cam trigger. Yep. It's, I put a rare earth magnet in the cam gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the engine mount, which is right next to the cam gear, I have welded on a Hall effect sensor. Yep. And when we saw that it was throwing trigger errors and home signal errors, I was like, well, maybe I'll just tighten up. It's a threaded sensor. Yep. And we just make tight- it a little bit closer. Yeah, made it a little closer. And then all of a sudden it didn't do it. And then I was like, I know what it is. The engine mount's falling off of the car. <laughs> So in left-hand turns, the sensor would separate away from the cam gear. So, <laughs> so you you went to tighten the first two bolts, yeah, and I was bolts, yeah. and I was watching the sensor spread spread yeah. as you tightened it. I guess in left-hand turns, it just like lifts up that side of the motor a little bit, just a little bit, and it spread that sensor away from yep. uh, spread that sensor away from the cam gear. Which that's a thing that I couldn't I would have never found it out. No. Uh, just in my garage, no. my like drive around the block. Um, the bottom bolt was fine. The top bolt, uh, it had pulled out like half an inch of thread. Yep. And then we measured the depth. You actually had a bolt that worked. We put a lock washer on it, and it it worked. So today yep. it's been fine. I checked the torque on that thing a bunch of times too. It's fine. Still so good. It seems to be yeah. Good. So, so putting putting a gusset or like a triangle. Yeah, weld I think it that, on. that mount is flexing a little bit. Too. Yeah, for sure. So it's a custom mount, but I did that like five years ago. So I mean. It survived. Yeah, it works. But uh, so once that got sorted, we worked with your tire pressures a little bit. Yeah, uh, made a shock adjustment. The tire pressures, like they seemed like I had them pretty close on accident. Yep, which was cool. Guess guessed into it. <laughs> and uh, these are the fir- this is the most fresh tires I've ever had on my car, which is fun. Yeah. Um, Rear shocks. Yeah, soften them up. Soften those up a ton, and that helped me not lock up the front brakes a bunch. Yep. Uh, and I'd, I never thought about a shock adjustment for braking like stability, oh, yeah. uh, but I needed more weight transfer into the front. The car sits so low, and it sits so like it's very neutral. It doesn't transfer a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of weight. Like it's eighteen hundred pounds. Yeah, you have me. you have to throw around what little you yeah. have. I mean, like you 18, sit so low right in the now. car. I mean, yeah. the co- the it's center so of gravity low. is yeah. low in that thing, um, and it's slammed to the ground. But taking all the rebound out, and like I, I only put like half a turn back in yep. on the rear shocks. And then all of a sudden I lost like 1.1 seconds, like guesstimated, basing on Ryan's time versus Ryan and I had a great session, yeah. nose to tail. Yeah. And then I went like roughly one second faster um, because I could brake harder. Yep. So really, really fun day. I had a great time. I, deal, I dealt with my stupid car. Uh, we blew up some cars. Uh, you went pretty fast. Becky stuck probes on our tires. She did. Um, yep. Like what she does. Yeah. Um, I was sad Becky didn't bring Mooncake. Yeah. Just needed a, a weekend. Just a chill. <laughs> less things. Yeah. Do. Fewer fewer things. Yeah. Less things. Yeah. I mean, first session out. Um, yeah. I got close to my personal best here. What is your PB? 41? Uh, yeah. 41.5, 41.6, somewhere in there. Um I went out, did a 41.8 in the yep. first session. Second session, we were doing shock sweeps and things. Um, my car did not like stiffer rebound all the way around. Okay. Um, Why do you think it is? Hmm? 
Why do you think that is that it didn't like that? Um, I think it just needs more load transfer everywhere. Okay. Um, the car wanted to lock up the brakes easier. It wanted to um, oversteer coming out of exits easier. Just everything was like it felt cooler because it's more race car. Right. Like it's firmer. But it was the overall traction limit was it just felt lo- much I'm thinking I'm, tomorrow I'm going to drop all my rebound, all four shocks, all the way down to see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, come. I kind of want to have all the load transfer I can get right now. You, especially like the hotter, the greasier the track right. gets. You almost yeah. have to treat it like a damp track. This is the most I've probably ever thought about setup. Uh, I started to really think about it more at Blackhawk because mm-hmm. usually I'm like scrambling, get in the car, car feels fine enough. Right. Run a 145, run a 146, whatever. It's fine. Um, and. This is the most I've been able to think about it because our buddy Mike, who's standing right here, Race Control Mike, he and uh, his team they basically can, did they three quarters stuff. of the work. <laughs> so, they can do stuff. Gingerman staff uh, has done a lot of Honda meets. They know how to do it here now. So, Not that they wouldn't know how to do it, but uh, we've done it. They know the flow. They know the vibes. Mike puts out good vibes, gives a lot of fist bumps, tells people that their parking breaks up, and they look down, and then he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> uh, it was it's, it was, it was a fun couple of days. We so. uh. We had a single vehicle drag race in a Rivian with five people and a dog Dude, in it. It was so fast. It is so fast. That truck was incredible. Yeah, there was like five or six of us in there. Wasn't five, there? five of us and a dog in a Rivian, which is nothing under five thousand pounds. Dude, I could not believe how fast it was. It felt like it was a eleven-second car. It, it took it took a, just a moment for traction, and then it just went and kept going so fast. Christoph's calling me, your other lead instructor. What does he want? I'll text him. Yeah. That Rivian was really nice build quality, too. I did not expect that. It's got a built-in flashlight. It's got a built-in <laughs> yeah? um, air compressor. It's got plugs in the... It's cool. It's real cool. Um, yeah, the... Uh, I think she said that the, the... the What is it called? The range was like 290. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's just kind of impressive. That's solid. Um, so... What have you been working on lately, Scott? Um, I mean, race car stuff Why this this weekend. Going into Autobahn, I changed the front springs to, again, get more load transfer over the front. Went softer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, get more load transfer on the front under braking, but also uh, help to try to kill some understeer, um, okay. especially on entry that I was having. Okay. Um, but this year, kind of chasing that and just, my, I was just mentally just chasing things i felt like and just never my vision wasn't coming up my thinking wasn't ahead just yeah you were do you think you were more reacting to the car than proactive driving likely that's that's how i feel like i get i feel like when i can't get my head in the game like i'm i'm all seat of the pants in reaction and like that's a great way to get yourself into problems but yeah and and the car's always been complied enough that's like i know you can make it mostly do its thing yeah it's kind of my problem like gotta get my head really into it and that's what i struggle with the most yep. is getting my head actually into it and hitting my marks and thinking my way through a lap and well and you and i have talked about when you're actually working in events it sucks it's so hard it's hard. Uh, and most i i can't think of the last event that you were at that you weren't working uh, as an instructor or lead instructor. Um, I mean, I can tell you what two or three of my students on any given weekend are and should be working on. Right. And, but you're not. And I don't 
Like I'm, I struggled to know like what yeah. I need to do. Not doing it for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, working an event is Thursday. Um, I was frustrated enough with things on my car that I almost didn't bring a car to like my favorite event of the year. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad I did. I was talking to John Raymond, who's sort of like my right-hand man running grid most of the time. And this is sort of his vacation fun event, too. Yep. And he hasn't really driven in a year. No. Um, and he brought his Miata and his other Miata, and his girlfriend's driving his other Miata, and they're both having a great time. Seems like it. Um, and he almost didn't do it, too. So uh, you got to – we were talking about, like, he and I – you gotta like actually like doing this to want to keep doing it because if this is just like your day job yeah like running ego filled race events like that seems terrible well like, being being the head jerk at a race event seems terrible well, and comp- yeah, passion has to be there like you know? let's let's be real like competition is hard yeah and sometimes like sometimes competition does it for you like right. that is what gets you out of bed motivates you everything yeah. and I like non-competitive weekends feed yeah. my soul. I I used to really enjoy competing, but I guess I never really did a ton of it. I probably, you know, I probably raced 20, 30, 35 races. Yeah. But and I enjoyed it. I never did great, 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 but like I always did fine. But I think it's not what I love. I don't think it's what I love. Well, I'm so. I'm I'm starting to think of it like being an introvert or an extrovert. Yeah. Like, what feeds you, like, what rejuvenates you, right. I think for me, is chill, non-competitive events. Right, right. But you can't always do that. I think like, I might to be, be able healthy. to <laughs> Nowadays. Like, like, to be healthy, like, you, I think yeah. I need a balance. Like, I need yeah. track days, I, or taco track day. I need Honda right. meat. I need uh, track day picnic. I need that stuff. Right. So that then I can go compete. I think if I did more of this, I would want to compete a whole lot more. I, that would I, probably help I a lot. Agree. Yeah, if I did half a dozen more of these, got my car really where I wanted it. Well, right now I'm two seconds off where I want to be where you're at, and I'm about two seconds off of that. And I want to, um, and I want to be where Emil's at. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, well, we all want 38s and 39s. Well, so. and that's that's the that's the grass is greener thing, man. Is yeah. okay. Um, it, it does Ryan's never end. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's always the next thing. Hey, Ryan's here. What's up, Ryan? What do you need? Hey, well, I want to change the beginning meeting to 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah, we we really should, especially if we're going to do that pit party thing in the morning. I can do that right now. Yeah. I'll, there's also. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to talk business on the podcast. There's also an instructor group right after a beginner group. Well, that's tomorrow. dumb. Why'd you let me do that? I, I'm telling you about it right now. <laughs> so, like, yeah, who so, looks at Sunday on Saturday? Uh, beginner, beginner meeting with instructors to when? Ten. Quite, quite our. Yep. Um, doing it. Now, something else I wanted to talk to you about, Adam. And speaking of like bandwidth and energy and life, is it's been almost twelve months now yep. since. You finished paying off a yeah. buttload of debt. Yeah. I, and I told you I wanted to talk to you about it a year oh, out. I do remember talking about that, yeah. Um, Be- how come I can't edit this stupid schedule? Because I think, like, in something that monumental, because you said it's been over 20 years. Yeah. 
And um, like that's literally a lifetime. You don't know a life without it. No. But now a year on, you're out from under it. What can you just so tell, tell me about the, the change? The like, way that it, the way that it came about um, is my dad. Um, I was in college in like 01, 02, and my dad sold his two small businesses. They were door and window installation companies. He sold them to his managers, one of them was his brother, one of them was friends of his, and uh, you know he didn't get a ton of money, but he got like a house or two worth. And he bought a house in Arizona. He was going to like semi-retire. He was like 50, 48 or 50 at the time. Mm-hmm. But then he wanted to start this like niche glass business there and here, and it was theoretically supposed to be like, oh, this will be pretty easy. We can take six panel entry doors, you know, the basic home entry door, yeah. and most of them have the same stamping and everything, yep. and you can put standard issue ODL or Western Reflections glass in there. It's 22 by 36, 22 by 64 inch, and you, we have a machine and a trailer, same machine that the millwork company would have. We cut it out. But it turns out, like, nobody knows you can do that, and you have to spend about half a million dollars advertising it to try to make it a company, and it didn't work. Um, so the money basically all disappeared. We turned back into a door and window company, uh, and I left college early because, like, yeah. all of a sudden there was no money. And, like, also I was, like, dating my wife at the time who lived in Chicago. Uh, I was living up in Grand Rapids. That's actually where Chris and I met, right. uh, was at... Yeah, I remember you uh, He was that. at a Jimmy Eat World concert at my college. <laughs> left a note on my car. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's how we met, and that's the reason that this event series exists. It's so cool. Um, and I met, yeah, I met them like a couple months later and picked up a transmission to put into this car when I, I just bought this. And I had a four-speed trans in it, and I wanted a five-speed because, like, who wants a four-speed, right? Um, so, yeah, I met Chris and Luke, and then, yeah, we became buddies. And... Um, and so I went home, got out of college, went home, and I was just working. Yep. And and there was a bunch of years there. And they like they seemed like they were really good years. Like I worked really hard, it was very like fulfilling, but I was making like sixteen, nineteen, twenty thousand dollars and uh trying to like start a life, gonna get married, um yep. and also like play with race cars t- two weekends a year and stuff and the only reason I could play with race cars was I was instructing and yeah. all over the East Coast and the Midwest. Yeah, you work to pay it off, yeah, effectively. Yeah. And, and I, and all of a sudden, I, I got nauseous when I instructed. Couldn't do that anymore, but we were getting busier doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've always been at racetracks. But uh, in that, in that, like, that, like, uh-oh, we spent all the money, and then, uh-oh, we're taking out loans, and then, uh-oh, we bought a building we shouldn't have bought, and... Like, we had accumulated, like, $750,000 in debt. Yep. And because we're dumb Dutch idiots, we didn't file bankruptcy. Um, we just kept working. It was like the, who is it, Sisyphus that pushes the rock up the mountain? Yeah. Um, Only to have it roll back down. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't roll back down on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to the top, sort of. Yeah. Um, and it really started to, like, actually work when my daughter was born. And I think having a kid makes you tunnel vision and work even harder um but also like there's something about that that like that was the time where my where i was like if we're gonna keep doing this i have to take more money um because i was taking no money we we're living up mostly off my wife's you know private christian school teacher salary yeah, te- which is like 38 <laughs> when, yeah when when the teacher is the one making right. the bread in the household it's you not know? a good day um but so we had this giant bill that we just kept paying off and a lot of it was you know we had rolled into credit card debt and all that stuff and we started consolidating we started getting smart about interest and like all right let's chop out the biggest thing all the time um and then 
15 years later, uh, we paid off the last of all of it, basically at Mid-Ohio last year. Yeah, last year, August. Yeah, somewhere in August or mid-June or something, or July. Yep. Um, and for years, like years and years and years, I remember thinking, it's going to feel so good when that's done. So just just um, to, to like put a number on it, and I, like per month, what were you under? Like, what was the outgoing payment just in, like, making payments on this? With the building um, yep. and, like, just, business loans. Just to give the people an idea of, like... It was, like, 6000 bucks that I had to come up with. Per month. Per month. Yes. And then we also had to pay ourselves and pay withholding and all that jazz. Because it's a small company. It's my dad and myself, and we use a couple subcontractors. My mom is the secretary, um, so it's not, like, a giant company. But, I mean, like, $700,000 a year passes through it. But it all goes to pay off everything else, you know. Yep. Um, probably five hundred thousand dollars a year passes through it nowadays. But it was a huge nut every month. Like yeah. that was most of the extra money. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it was done. And I I remember daydreaming about it for years. Like someday we'll be done. And then someday finally came, and actually came like a year early. And like I didn't feel anything. Yeah. I was like, well, that's nice. Which is. I keep going. Like, it's just like, I was like, well, that's cool. But then, like, it was, I guess I have to go to work tomorrow still. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's a few extra dollars, but, like, I also, instead of, like, yeah, I could pay myself a little bit more, but, like, I'm just taking a regular salary of a construction worker. But I wanted to invest more time into grid life. Mm -hmm. um, so, which is, like, sort of another Sisyphusian project. Uh, that was... That's when I. Uh, that's when I really, like, I will take a couple hours every day while I'm doing that job. Right. Sit down, run through what I got to do, be on a conference call, and half the time I'm on mute and I'm talking and doing other stuff to other people. But like, whack, whacking things with hammers up on ladders and stuff. Yeah. But I've talked to you on the podcast and before, and you're you're impacting. Like you're on a ladder getting getting worked on. The uh, half of the probably half or two thirds of the calls that I'm on, uh, and this is like with Valvoline and Falcon and like. <laughs> Our partnership team and like planning. They're just on mute. <laughs> with with race tracks and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm 20 feet in the air on a ladder, you know, like flashing a window. <laughs> but I, it's like these two worlds like always collide uh, every day. And they even collided yesterday. Like I changed the thermal pane on the third floor of the tower while we were setting up for Honda Beat. <laughs> so like actually yeah. like, my worlds actually collide at racetrack sometimes. Uh, before festival, I changed the garage door springs and <laughs> two yep. thermal panes on the tower yeah. and one at the main gate. Yeah. Uh, garage door springs on the back of the La Dolce Vita building. But um, yeah, it was uh, like I just kind of redirected a little bit of energy, okay. but it did feel like a really big weight off my shoulders, which that was like it didn't feel happy though. Like it just felt like mm -hmm. I had just checked it off the list. It makes me wonder if there is, and you still feel that way now. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad, and I won't ever get myself into that position again. Uh, we should have probably filed bankruptcy. My parents would have been literally homeless. It, their house was in the line, yeah. um, and and they, you know, it was part of the debt like went away because we remortgaged their house because it was the cheapest way to pay off debt. Jeez. You know, yeah, um, <clears throat> getting rid of credit cards and all that stuff. True, know? but. Uh, we paid that off, and the yeah, it just like I wonder if uh, if 
you're ever done. And like when you're done, maybe that's maybe that's why when people actually like just retire, they end up dying two months, two weeks later watching Wheel of Fortune. You know, uh, I I want yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you hear the old man and get the retirement party and then he's dead a month later. Yeah. You know? Um, I know we have to have purpose, uh, as people, but, um, yeah, yeah it almost feels like it, it's never, it's never done. Uh, yeah. It was a strange thing to pay that off though. And like the, it was, it was like, wow, we did it. And you just instantly onto the next thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of, I, I am, but I'm not, because again, like you just seem to have redirected your energy and your yeah. time elsewhere. So it's yeah. like, I don't think you've necessarily slowed down. You just have this yeah. intellectual, almost this intellectual load taken off. That was actually more of it. Um, was my brain almost doesn't think about that company anymore. My brain's always in this company. And I think about like, where do I go? I look it up on GPS. Where am I going? And then you just get into like autopilot mode. Yep. And like, I'm... All day, all afternoon, all all evening, I'm thinking about the next things we have to changes we have to make, next rule sets, the new series that we haven't even talked about that nobody knows about that people know about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, like this pit race event we haven't announced, <laughs> things like yeah, that. Yeah, I should probably do that. Soon. Uh, yeah, it's coming up probably next week. We got to get Chris to make artwork, basically. Yeah. Um, he still needs but, to make baggy leggings. This has been <laughs> like two years on. That's needed, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think energy. The biggest thing that I want to do well is have uh, the vibes at the event that I want. Like you want to the energy that you put out, uh, even in like the drivers' meeting or individual interactions with all the drivers and stuff. Like I want to have the passion for that. Uh, and that's like sometimes it's I was saying when I was doing the raffle like it's manufactured passion and like excitement and sometimes it's really hard to do that yeah. uh, it's definitely easier to do that when you don't have to go home to $700,000 in debt <laughs> but um, yeah it's it's been uh, it's been nice to not have that well, it's, but it never I don't think the work ever ends there, there's something about trauma that when it was traumatic to have it it's that when it's over Relief is something that doesn't actually happen. That's yeah. that's kind of a myth. That once you've gotten yeah. through something like truly traumatic, truly hard, right. it's oftentimes like people will either get sick right. for an extended period of time. Um, I've gotten sick after large, crazy thrash job yep. job sites. Like I'll go 12 hours a day, 14 hours day, a day in the heat, uh, and you have to get the job done by X on Friday. Yep. You know, And I'll get the flu afterwards yeah. for two days yeah uh, that's happened five or six times um so that can happen um you fall into depression which i know yeah. we, you and i've talked to i that's, used to really that's get it hard after events yep really bad um or you simply get angry like what, yeah. what a lot of people do is after that is they're they get angry at the situation for what's taken away from them right um, and I mean, I, yeah. I'm not asking you to like manufacture anger here, but at the same point, like yeah. you quote I gave all unquote, my best years of my life to like, yeah, add, that's like to 18 off that years debt that I didn't want. Yeah. You know, uh, I should have walked away from my parents, but like yeah. didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but it was literally like from the age of 18, 20, age of 20 yep. until how old are you now? I'm 39. Yeah. So I was 38, 38. and something. 
Uh, that was a lot of years of like crap. I have to I have to keep doing this. <laughs> like yeah. Gosh darn. Yeah. That's a big payment <laughs> every month. Uh, and uh, it wasn't any fun. Uh, but it, it, I do feel like a little bit more satisfaction, like the further away I get from it. Like, well, I did that. What else can I do? Um, sure. If I survived so, this. And, and some of that also, it feels like um, early grid life, like 2016, um, there was lots of negative money in grid life. And it wasn't like personally attached to like my house or anything, but some of it was attached to Chris's house. Sure. And it was one of my best friends. And we started this thing. I mean, it might have been more his idea when we started, so blame it on him. But like, I, I don't, I don't quit things very easily. Uh, and, and you, it, you seem to take on, on the, the emotional baggage of others. Yeah, it weighed on me when, like, when his house had to be mortgaged in order to pay for 2016 Atlanta Festival. But that was also the event that like catapulted us into like a thing that yep. people traveled the country to do. Um, so it was, I don't think it was money wasted. And then a couple of years later, it was like, oh, we have to do a SEMA party. I think we have to do a SEMA party. Uh, we'll get bigger partners. We'll get notice. We'll throw the best SEMA party we can do. And I'm like, that seems really dumb. But <laughs> also I mean, I get it. Cool. I get it. Yeah. Let's try. And like, I flew out and I assembled sim rigs for 18 hours straight. And like, we didn't know what we were doing. And then I had to like fake being an announcer in the esports arena in front of like Hoonigan and all these other companies and FCP Euro, which we didn't know. And then all of a sudden they're a partner and Valvoline people, which we didn't know. And now they're a partner. Um, it worked, but man, it's like, yeah, there, there is dice rolls back then an too, element so. of performance yeah. in, I don't want to say in your life, but in a lot of what you do. Yeah. Like, uh, it's almost like this... Even down to, like, award ceremonies. <laughs> serv- yeah, again, like, it's the end of the weekend. Like, you want to pack up and go yeah. home. I want to, like, sit on the pit cart where you guys are right now and, like, watch races and watch HPD people smile and wave. And uh, and then I got to do awards and, like... And I get... I always, like, four minutes into awards, I get stoked and, like, they're fun. Yep. But, like, leading up to it, it's like, shit, I don't want to do awards. Yeah. I don't have it in me anymore, yeah. you know, like every single time we're talking like 70 events in, yeah. like, I feel like when we get to the podium ceremony, I'm like, I don't have it in me. Yeah. I can't, do I, it. I don't, Somebody else I don't do care. It. I don't care. Yeah, Just I don't some... care about this, <laughs> but then you get the mic and you start yapping and it's like, you see people get excited right. and, and, and they're all my friends. Like, I think that almost is a blessing and a curse too. No, like if I didn't know sure. any of these people, there would be no enthusiasm for me. Um, and I do think enthusiasm for me and from the staff is a big part of grid life. It is. Uh, and, and even if you got to fake it, like these people worked really hard to get these podiums, yeah. like really hard. When I think it's, I think that enthusiasm and stuff is important to like set the culture, set yeah. the mood. But again, like it, it's something that always plan your retirement. Yeah. It's like, at some point, Adam Jubay, <laughs> like you're not going to be doing this. No, I know. I and it's know. like, what does a five or ten year plan need to look like in it's, order to? It's hard to tell, especially with things changing and diesel six dollars a gallon and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, we talked about that earlier too. But one of the uh, like one of the big changes is like uh, I need more help and leadership. And we've got Trisha now. We've got John at events. Trisha's full time. Charlie's full time. Um, I used to, 
like in 2016, 2017, like I moved all the things like behind my personal vehicle and like we unloaded all the stuff and I didn't have any logistics help and I couldn't, I couldn't take extra days off work. I had to pay off six grand a month, you know, like, uh, and so I drive down the middle of the night and somehow you remain married and get to hang out with your kids. And my wife doesn't even like this part of me. She never really has. She actually came to Honda meet two and three and four um, when we were dating. And she always, she said a couple years into being married that like, and we've been married for 17 years now, 16 years, oh six when we got married. Um, she said a couple years in, she's like, I just kind of figured it would go away. <laughs> it definitely didn't go away. But it's became like an actual viable business, basically. So she's like, well, I guess you're working at least. <laughs> Might as well have fun. They'll probably be here tomorrow, actually, her and Emma. Nice. But, um, but yeah, she's very, uh, very understanding. But I definitely made her become that way because I, I never stopped. I don't stop anything. <laughs> so, uh, it, I do wish I had more quit and more like reluctance. It's t- being like hard, and I don't like want to say that as it's like a virtue. It's actually like a curse to like yes. not want to stop. Yes. Um, I want to have more quit because it sucks. Um, I like the things that I quit are the things that I I want to do, not have to do. Like I'll quit driving my race car when I have to host an event because the race car broke. Right. Um, but that's in service to something. Yeah. It's, and that, but that's, that part never ends. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that's the part about saying no to something that people don't get. Right. Is like you can't just say no. I'm not going to do that. Like we will yeah. always fill time. We will always spend money. We will always exert energy. But you can only redirect that. Like, it's almost one of the secrets of, like, dieting. It's like you can't say, I can't eat this stuff. You right. say, I'm going to eat more of this. Right. You have to have a direction and, like, say the yes so that you can say no to the five things yeah. so that you can do the yes. But neg- negative, like, saying, like, the void. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not going to do these things doesn't work. You right. have to say this and that's true. everything needs to be in service of that. The... Uh one of my big flaws for a long time was saying yes to helping my friends with projects. Um, and I would stay up until 2 a.m. welding roll cages for my friends or building splitters or whatever. And I had to like go to the other job and like see my wife at night. And, yeah. and, and you got to learn to say no to things, even stuff that you're like stoked about. Like I'm sure. stoked to build like DJ a splitter. And I would love to build DJ a splitter five years ago, right? Six years ago. Right. But, like, I can't do that. But, like, I have to, but, like, walk my dog, <laughs> like, well, cook dinner. Well, but, the, but, that's, but that's the thing. Like, yeah. you're, not, you're not really saying no to DJ. You're saying, saying yes to the these things are the that things that are a priority to me. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I want to do this, I can't do this. Yeah. As somebody who wants to lose 15 or 20 pounds, it's a good way to look at it for dieting, too. I send them to me because <laughs> I need work. I yeah, need we all need a little body work sometimes. right now. Um, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yep. Saying it's, yes to the things that you want and have to do versus saying no to the things that you don't want to do. And that will always give you energy and drive and yeah. focus to kind of stay in it. Yep. Um, one of, so like we, I do a, I do a monthly budget. And that sounds terrible. I, I, I have to. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not very good because race car. Um, but writing down all the things that I have to take care of first. Right. You add that number up, and I know about how much money 
Right. And so that leftover, I basically get to designate, and yeah. I try to designate that before it's spent. Okay. So that I have money for this hobby, and so that uh, we can go out to eat every once in a while, right. and uh, we can, uh, you know, our family can go on trips every yep. once in a while and do this stuff. But it has to be in service. But if you're just like waiting for time, mm-hmm. if like. The one lap of America we talk a lot about. Everyone's like, "Yeah, someday I'll have time." It's like, no, yeah, you. Yeah. It just time won't appear, money won't yeah. appear, energy won't appear. You have to make it a priority. Right. That was uh, when I was younger and wanted to club race. Um, I didn't have a race car, and I knew I wanted to do it. And this is like 2012, and I found this race car that I there were so many spare parts. I bought it for five thousand bucks. Mm-hmm that I literally didn't have. My wife had it in our account, our joint account. And I was like, babe, I want to buy this race car. Uh, I'm going to sell this stuff. And when I get this thing, there's so many spare parts that I'm going to have a free race car. And she was like, if you say so, man. And I was right. It took a lot of work to get it there. (laughs) It was an entire two-car flatbed full of spare parts and all kinds of junk. It took me six months to like pay off the car to myself. Right. You know, like we had we had like we had like eight grand in savings, and I like I think I took forty two hundred dollars out of it to buy a race car. That's how like that's how nice my wife is. <laughs> and it's and, and it's so hard to like, but like keep that promise. Like I'm right. gonna pay myself. Right. Before I raced it, it was a free race car. Like, uh, so I set that goal of first I have to get the race car. And then I have to get my comp license. Yep. And then I guess I got to get some tires. Uh, and then I have to drive this car. Consumables. Um, it's like a, it was a year-long project to get there. Yep. Um, but I'm really glad that I did it that way versus swipe a credit card, go into debt, race for two years, and quit like the average driver did. Um, I, would, I wouldn't change any of that. Or, or are doing. Or are doing currently. Yeah, I do worry about that a lot. Yep. Yeah. What's Calzada's car idle in there for? It's uh. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna okay. go do some night, midnight rollers. night rollers. That thing doesn't have headlights. No, that might be hard. We'll let Rob. We'll let Rob make it his problem. Oh, it might might be light painting it. Oh yeah, that's probably it. Car um, sounds cool. It's like your car with a turbo. Yeah, and I've got. It's the, like actually your car with a turbo. But I've got the better packing in it now. Mine's yeah. so quiet now. <laughs> so mellow. So today. Tangent. We were like, we had a little meeting here, Chris and I, and uh, a future potential business partner. And I saw that. Um, yeah, we're thinking about like branching out into other things, mm-hmm. and which could be really cool. Um, I think so. And my father-in-law was here for a little while, and my neighbor, uh, an older guy who's married to my wife's mother's cousin. They lived on the street from us. <sighs> Okay. He used to manage Merrill Lynch in the 80s. So he's a bad MFer, if you know what I mean. Like, Jesus. Yeah, he, ma- he lived in New York. You know, he managed, he's got stories. He managed Merrill Lynch in the 80s. Like, the, uh, the stories this guy's got, he's probably 75. They were here for a little while. Um, they've got a lake house in Holland, uh, and my in-laws were there. My, my wife and kid are there right now, right on, right on the lake in Holland. It's a beautiful place. Nice. And they're standing here, and I'm like, man, it, Hanumi is so loud. It's like, grid life's not that loud. No, it's not. Hanumi is the loudest. Becky was like hiding in the trailer it's with her so headphones loud. in. Like, all these guys and girls driving Hanumi, they drive twice a year, half of them. 
Yep. They drive a Hanamate and Taco Track Day yep. nowadays. Yep. And like maybe a GPS track time. Maybe. <laughs> and like they don't have any mufflers. No. It's the loudest no, event it's of all time. So loud. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Quiet. My car's never been quieter. Yep. I've got a big old muffler and I got a turbo. Turbo. Now, yep. Uh, and I love it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my my car with the muffler is quieter. This is us getting old. I've got. Yeah. I've got. I've got my earbuds now that do a killer job of uh, dampening the yeah. sound. I need to get some good racing earbuds. That would be very helpful. I I've think. got. I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about that, but I think it would be helpful just for like isolation of input. Like, yes. if I, I think it would help me focus. I've been thinking about that lately. Tom Tom and I talked about that. Okay. I I forget the question I asked him, but it was something along the lines of, "What's one thing that you did in pro racing that right. I wouldn't think would help driving?" Okay. And he said, "Hearing protection." Really. I was quite surprised, but he said. It just takes the stress and the urgency of everything down. It does seem like if you eliminated inputs, you could focus on outputs better. Um, And sound is such a big input. So another thing I just did is I put in a Racetech containment seat. Yeah. How do you like that, by the way? I like it very much. How do you like getting in and out? Uh, Not so much. That's the thing that I would worry about. So it actually rates my seat is now a little taller which i don't like right um just because it kind of had to be and i i've got to bend my neck at a at an angle to get in and out with, i'm i yeah. get in and then i put my helmet on now have you practiced it with the helmet not yet okay i'm you gonna better do to. that I'm gonna have to you should probably do that but um gotta but get it's, out it holds me in the rib and kidney area right where my old omp did not okay and you don't realize, ergonomically oh. speaking, when you press fit into a seat. When yes, when it's unbelievable. When you're going around turns and braking and stuff, and your body is moving, you are unconsciously moving and you, bracing you your body. Yep. And you cannot focus as much as you can. Yep. Even if it's in the back of your mind, yeah. even if you're doing it quote unquote automatically, yep. you are expending mental bandwidth. Yep. I, I have this Kirky, I think it's a 45 series containment, and I've got like they've got that clip-in padding that like snaps yes. into it, um, and it's really good padding actually. They're super comfortable seats if you don't you're not thinking about like a basic aluminum Kirky like this is right. NASCAR Kirky yes. basically, um, and I've got it backfilled like right around my rib cage mm-hmm. just a little bit on the backside, uh, and I get into it and it's like you just kind of sink into it yes. and you cannot laterally move side to side. And that that is what this seat is yeah. now you, done like, for me. When you press fit into a seat, like I think you become more like at one with the motion and physics of the car yes. too. Like back end starts to walk around, you feel it more when you're really tightly <laughs> like yeah. sucked into the car yeah. too. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about that as well as far as like that's eliminating an input and some of the input might be bracing yourself yes uh but the, the, the headphone thing that's got me really thinking yeah the uh so i got a set of earbuds um yeah. because we we were at pri talking with everybody and there's yeah. like four companies that do custom molded stuff and like they're nice but they wear out they you've like you really have to keep them clean there's a yeah. fair bit of maintenance to them and uh company i've been kind of talking with hanging out with is hms motorsports that does a lot in-house okay and they essentially took this hearing aid company from europe and they repurposed them into in-car earphones like cell phone earphones 
no like um like hearing aid okay Headphones. But I mean, can you like plug it into a cell phone? Yes. Plug it into a radio? yeah, and and that's what they did. They rewired it in house right. to have a normal three point five millimeter plug. Is that what you guys use? And that is what I use. And it's just it's silicone tips, right. so you can replace them. Yep. And you basically push them in, yeah. and it just sits right on the inside. Super yep. comfortable. Fits under any helmet because it's inside of your ear, right. like the entire thing. And it's I, been great. I would like to know more about. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter, please, yes. about these uh, earphones. Um, I've got these Bose semi noise canceling uh, earbuds yep, that I use. Yep, yep. They're like kind of big though. Sure. I use them in my conference calls a lot, uh, and I tried to put them in my helmet. Yeah. It does not work. They no. stick out half an inch maybe yep. from my ears. Uh, you know, I've got a cord that goes around my neck. You put the helmet on. It's not like there's not enough room. Yes. But it would be great if I could. I, I use those driving on the road in my come and swap diesel F two F three fifty with the windows down, yeah. and like I can hear even on like medium volume, I can listen to whatever. Yes, right? uh, I think something like that would be ideal. Yeah, but. and and essentially like I, whoops, what's um, going on over there, Mike? He's he's about to go show. Oh it down. man, Mike's back to work. Um, <laughs> Somebody's doing Bernie's on the hill back there. But yeah, after after talking to them, they they had a complete unit that was not listed on the website yep. that was exactly what I wanted. Interesting. And so I sent them my helmet. They put the noise canceling boom mic in it. They wired it up really, and sent me my helmet back with my earbuds, and I just plug everything in. Okay. And it Bluetooths to my phone. Yeah. So we don't still don't use radios. It's still phone based. How quality is your phone based solution? Very. Like it's really good. Very. Because you've used it for years. We've it dropped a call I think once. That's pretty rad. Even at festival. Right. Like during festival, during GLTC races, which there's a lot of bandwidth going there. Right. Everybody's on Instagram. We have zero problems. That's really cool. What cell phone provider do you guys use? Verizon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my phone is Bluetooth to my Apex Pro and to the okay. uh, OBD dongle right. and to this. And that's it, a lot. It it's fine. What uh, what's the quality like on your end, Becky, when he's racing? Um, it's better now. It's it's really good. And he's got a the push to talk button. Yeah. On the steering wheel, but I found out that if he yells really loudly, even if he's not pushing the button, I can still hear him. <laughs> I literally just found this. <laughs> okay. Really? Oh, like. It's it's more faint. Like, but yeah. Like after race one, that yeah. festival. Yeah. After, that might have been, might in the middle of race moment. one, I found out that I could hear clearly what you were saying <laughs> if you yelled loud enough. And and Becky, um, from our good buddy Pete Lindbergh, yeah. um, there's a Xbox wireless headset with a mic yep. and right on the backside there's a mute button and so oh, cool. that's what becky uses and and i've used for her and it dampens the sound enough to be able to hear yep. and it the, the mic does a pretty good job of isolating noise too yeah that's the thing that i was curious about like there was one time where i tried to do a podcast with our buddy promo uh, from I, he was uh, he was in a convertible chop top RX8 in a champ car race, <laughs> and he had this yeah. whatever the thing he had was really good. There's a oh there's a spud gun. It's probably fun. Oh boy, 
Somebody's gonna die tonight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, whatever noise canceling like Mikey had, yeah. it sounded really incredible. It's so. probably one of those Senna motorcycle. It might have been. Yeah, I think it might those have been. are yeah. quite good. I couldn't believe how good it was. We, I, like the recording, didn't work well at the time. I could do it now. Yeah. Like now, I know how to do it. I was trying to use line in on these things. Yeah. I should have just used speakerphone for right recording. For us, it's always it has to be simple, easy, yeah. and straightforward to use, and it has to be durable and reliable. Right. And we've found there's been no reason to go to um, Full radio setup radios because you've got to deal with antennas and yeah. line of sight stuff, right? And recharging or hardwiring it, right? And you always charge your phone. You always charge your phone. Yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. I keep meaning to ask you about that, and uh, now I know. Yep. So I'll I'll show it to you tomorrow. Yeah, but. it would it would be helpful, especially if I ever have help, which I hope to. In future racing, have help, even if I have to pay someone a few hundred dollars to do it. <laughs> so. I, I, I think, I think we could find somebody Probably, good to like, do it. Yeah, I, but I, I have lost a little bit of my ambition to race. Um, not so much after Blackhawk, but like just big picture. Like I really, sure. I enjoy the Blackhawk style weekend. Oh, it's good. Uh, no points, you know, just out there for fun. The scenery. It's just good vibes. Yep. Decent food. Um, there was a decent weekend too. Yeah, but um, I don't really have the desire to be in a fifty-five, fifty-seven car field anymore. The and the big fields, I have a hard time getting excited about. The, I mean, it's cool. Yep. Um, but I don't have time to fix my car either. Sure. Uh, and I don't. As much as I want to like love and trust everybody in GLTC, uh, and I work on the ones I don't. Um, I'm struggling a little bit with the desire to want to be there which bums me out that was a really loud potato gun and i'm worried about who's on the other side <laughs> is there anybody over there that you're shooting at where they got real quiet please don't kill someone um well, well, like Mid-Ohio, Mid I get real excited about every year because I love driving Mid-Ohio. I love it when it rains. Yeah, I do, too. Um, and it was the first GLTC weekend we ever did. Like, yeah. it, it brings back really good memories. And yeah. last, even last year, and this year especially, it is going to be a full field. We're probably going to have 50 cars. Yeah. Um, and, but and, and, I'm, and I'm genuinely not worried about it from like a results standpoint right, right. because there will be more cars in front of me right the, I, it's the, the intensity and the yep. chaotic nature it does seem of like in the middle uh, of it. festival is the hardest one for that aspect um yeah because of like the the whole crowd live stream crowd you know? um, visibility but ohio has a different it's usually got a different tone um i hope so it's been pretty clean historically yep. for us so uh, but it's it's it, the track has so much good flow. Like it's a great place to actually race. Yes. You know. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But yep. Anyway, we talked a lot of things. We did. Yeah. Um, tomorrow morning, first session. Um, there's going to be a few. Is that the very first session? Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's just get out there and do it. Fine. We're we're going to come up to pit pit early or grid early, and um, there'll be a few of us. Maybe I'll put my suit on. Yeah, you probably should. I keep forgetting to put my suit on. Yeah, I'm like, ah, I should go out right now. <laughs> well, you were also like trying to pull fuel out of your yeah, car. I was tuning my like, car for hours on it. 
learning how to tune it myself, talking to Mikey on the phone. And, right. Uh, like you and I clunked around a little yeah. bit yesterday. Page, page down, like, page down, page down, page shift, down. Page down, shift page up. Control page yeah. down, control page That's up. like, hey, I found this, this what was it, a cam home trigger... Oh, I know what that means. Percentage. And like I read the little blurb, I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be helpful. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but I, that, uh, that was probably the thing that like made my weekend was just like that little bit of help. When everybody's asking me questions and I'm like trying to get into an event, and I had just enough help from people that had just enough knowledge that together like <laughs> figured out, holy shit. Good. <laughs> Everyone's like, going to hit Grand Rapids, whoa. man. Um, just enough help from just enough people with just enough knowledge. Cumulatively, we figured it out. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. And um, getting past that, like that hurdle, even if it's something yeah. even small like that, like it, it set the tone for me really solidly this weekend. Well, again, like it, it was, we knew it had to be something small and dumb. Dumb. But it was the freaking engine mount. It's it's off. finding those dumb things that is hard. I need to make a new a new mount for that sensor. I think. <laughs> but now you know. <laughs> now now you know. And it's I made that mount years ago. And knowing's ago. half the battle. Yeah, I made that mount so many years ago too. It's so. it's yeah, it's probably a little extra flexy flexy. Well, I don't think it's flexing a whole lot. It's giant steel, but. Uh, but it's right at that. Yeah, it it's a ninety be, degree weld. It needs to mount the cam signal. It needs to mount on the head, not on the mount. Just in well, case. So, yes. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I really appreciate your help. Yeah, and thanks, totally. Becky, for uh, telling me how halfway decent I had my tires on accident. Yeah. So, Scott, Scott told me like where to maybe start with the pressures, and they were it was like nine psi lower than I thought I needed to start with. So. Yeah, I'm so not throwing any shade, um, if. Falcon's general recommendations of where to put 660s yeah. is very wrong. Really? It's way off? Yes. Interesting. Um, and I, I love them dearly, and they're a great group of people to talk to, but they're... Um, Don't listen to that. In in terms of what we have seen and experienced and what we know yeah. to work, that yeah. is not the case. Not the place to start. No. I, uh, I couldn't believe how much more grip I had when I started at like 24. <laughs> Yep. Couldn't believe it. Yep. It was nuts. Yep. And I could go out and I charge the blend line so hard. And I'm like, well, I'm going to spin it out now. I'm going to do it right here in front of everybody. Yep. <laughs> make, thing just sticks. Make, make a scene out of it. <laughs> we'll get these tires hot right here. Uh, it was it was a really fun day. Good. So I had a great time. Yeah, it's it's. It, you were noticeably lighter after yeah, that cam sensor. I feel like it's just like. All these little things that you can take off your shoulders, little things, big things, um, like eliminating problems is basically uh, what we do as humans, like solving problems, big picture, like you boil everything down to you're solving a problem. Like my problem is I have to go to the bathroom. My problem is I have to make food. My problem is my car doesn't run. Well, we, my problem is I'm $700,000 in debt. Right. Well, you, you talk about the, the quadrant stuff, right? You have your urgent yeah, and then you have your... Um, Long-term goal kind of stuff. Thank and, you. Yeah. And essentially, it's the important non-urgent stuff that yeah. keeps getting put to the side. And always. in your case, like, the event always comes first. Has your family be. comes first. Yeah. Your business came first. Like, the race car was, like, absolutely pushed to the just side. absolutely happy it's here. It was a non-urgent <laughs> problem that just got pushed aside. Yep. And, again, once you get help, like, you're able to, like, okay, yeah. I'm... We're gonna work on this right now. Um, a big thing that, a big thing that I have learned in the past—I think I've only learned it in the past six months—is okay. you have to ask 
for help and you have to assign uh, tasks to people that want to help you. Yes. Um, and I've been really bad at that. No. And I'm still bad at it. No. how like, and what to ask for. Right. And like yesterday, I was on the verge of like, well, putting the car in the trailer. Uh, and I was like, Scott has a computer. Maybe his will work. And it you did. didn't look like you had the free time. And I was like, can you help me with this for a minute? And, uh, and it like it actually like hurts me to ask for help, which is a stupid, terrible trait. I hope nobody has that. Because uh, it, it lots of people. Do. Yeah, I know. It's a lots dumb trait. It's like it's hellish to have that. Which which is interesting because you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing out both of you down there. Like yeah, Ethan standing like, next like to us. Both of you don't like to ask for help, but both of you are also the people who would typically go out of your way to help. Because I don't at, know why that is. Because at some point when you were younger, you were trained that that is how life is done. That there is a reward. For you putting yourself aside. I, Some so of that, I do believe, comes from religion. I know what it is for me. I know where it came from okay, for me. Sure. My, parents, um, my parents didn't and still don't have a very happy marriage. And I always tried to keep things chill in the house mm-hmm. when things weren't chill. Um, by cleaning up, picking up, helping. And we're talking like five-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Because like it was Kids like kids know, big, and my brother is the exact opposite. He shut down, you know, he doesn't didn't care. Yep. Uh, and like I deeply internalized it. Uh, and coping I, method. Yeah, Methods. big time. My coping method or method like my coping whatever was like picking up the kitchen so dad didn't yell about the kitchen and stuff like that. And why I still hang out with my parents, I have no idea. You know? That's that's <laughs> that's why a lot of comedians become comedians. Yeah, is because they the, were the ones who either had busted somehow. Yeah, yeah, they they had to keep the family laughing, or yeah. that they themselves felt so bad about themselves. Yeah, the only thing they could do was make people laugh. And I don't think I'm very funny, but like that's how I feel. Like yeah. I like, yeah, I I need to keep doing that, or everyone will realize that I'm the problem. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though like probably not the problem (laughs) but uh, you feel like you feel like you have to solve the you have to solve your inadequacies and hide them from other people or like make sure they don't get mad because because every because everybody else has it figured out right i'm the broken one yeah no i feel like that every event i'm like they're gonna realize that i'm a phony like i shouldn't be in charge of a sanction and like and and i've got (laughs) accidentally and not not literally but like i've got a sermon on this because like the, the, the one thing that actually like connects everyone is the fact that we are all fucked up yeah it, it, like like that that is the one tying bond it's not that like oh sally has nuts. her shit together right mike has his like he's so smart and so successful right. like no it's like everybody and it's always like the same three storylines of problem they just come from a different yes. place that's basically the same place and they always result in one of like three problems the, uh, it, it's, they it's, do this because it's learned behavior and it's what allowed them to survive yeah. up until now super interesting yeah, and and from like your first podcast when you said something like uh, how you do anything is how you do everything, it has made me think like maybe that's not always true, but it kind of does kind of distill down to being pretty true. You can you can get you the know. red string out and connect a whole yeah, lot of you dots. Can. You can, and um, yeah, and it's not all one to one, but you can absolutely trace. Huh, the way that my my parents were growing up. 
is kind of relates to how I deal with my race car and like like why I'm still like paying off their debt. Yeah, is why I'm doing this event stuff. Paying it off anymore. Yeah, (laughs) that um like my wife is kind of thinks is real yeah dumb or goofy or what doesn't think it's dumb anymore but man for a lot of years she did she thought it was really dumb well cars in my in my previous marriage i was definitely talked down to because of my interest and love of cars and motor yeah Yeah. because it's a boy's thing it's a kid's thing right but what i have been able to kind of really own at this point is that it's not a it's like, it's not about the cars. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. about our, our little matchbox cars, like, wheel them around the, the kitchen floor. No, no, no. Yeah. It's because the people are good, and this yeah. is the community that we have decided to pour our time and energy into. The thing that I don't get is when... There are a lot of drivers who, for a few years, they'll be out there, and you can tell they're not here for the people. They're there for uh, ego or, you know, all, some other oh, yeah. base human need, like... Uh, that seems like a, it's such a hard hobby to do for that. Like, go pick anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things to be angry people. about. Like, right. why are oh, you spending money worst. and traveling to go be it's angry, worst, man? And but I'm yeah. The reason I keep coming back is to hang out with like this. These people are all my extended family. Even like at the faraway events, like California, we flew out to California, right? And like the people, like the 15 people that I was working the event with, like I knew all of them really well. And then I'm like, I keep getting approached by listeners and I'm like, Oh, I know that person. Yeah. Uh, I met them three years ago. I met them last year at skip day out there. And like, uh, it's like it, it, I think you, you give, you get what you give. And if you give a good vibe and best day ever, uh, like if that's the goal, um, I think you generally get the right people at your event. And I, I think that might be the only accidental key to success is like, hey, we're here to have a really good time, guys. And uh, all my friends come and they have a really good time and they bring people that want to have a really good time uh, generally, you know. Um, well, and, but, it, and it kind of strips that that old and still pervasive like car meet mood is like everyone's you have to play it super cool you have yeah. to like hang out with Close the best. people you know yeah. you don't go talk to anybody new and like you show yeah. up to a grid life event and it's like like the tech workers are like talking and bsing right. and like you every in your pet like you make a new friend every time you're pitted next to some and rando. it, it yeah. you certainly don't have to but like the opportunity is plentiful for yeah. you to break out of your show. Um, that was that was a big thing that the first night that Chris and I talked about this, he had been thinking about it for a few weeks, and he's like, well, let's do another event. Uh, and he had made some friends in the drift world, um, and we had some autocross buddies, mm-hmm. and I had started getting into road racing. We'd done a Lemons event together. I obviously was doing a ton of HPD. We had hosted half a dozen or a dozen Honda meets. And so we had friends in all these different sections of car culture. And I had been going to a bunch of other HPDs that were kind of like you talked about. It's clickish, uh, And, like, I don't know why anybody goes to those things. Yep. But he was like, let's use, like, music and glue everything together. Um, it seemed kind of stupid to me. But, like, I thought, I, I like all those people. I'd love to hang out with them. Um, and it worked. And it keeps working more and more. And, like, today I had... I was talking to my buddy Tom Lamb, who's raced GLTC a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. SCCA, STL racer. I helped, helped him build his car like 12 years ago. 
I met him. He's like 66 years old, probably. I met him years ago when we were doing the Grassroots Challenge stuff in like 07. Okay. Um, and we won the Grassroots Challenge in 09 together. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a loud-ass bug gun, man. Jesus. Uh, but Tom came to this event last year mm-hmm. just to test his CRX, and he's friends with me and Chris and a bunch of us. And um, But we see him a couple times a year, and I text with him you know, once every few weeks or whatever. Um, but Tom came to this event last year and was paddock next to like some younger Hispanic dudes who like have been to a bunch of Honda meets, and like, I, I roughly know them. They've been to some grid lives and stuff. And, like, Tom doesn't know anybody. But, like, these dudes were like, yo, you want a taco? And, like, Tom like, yeah, became really good friends yeah, with these like, younger I, Hispanic yeah, dudes. Yeah, I like tacos. Yeah, he's like this Dutch dude from Grand Rapids, Michigan, hanging out with these south side of Chicago Hispanic dudes. And he's like, to this this year, he came to Taco Track Day to hang out with them. Just came to hang out. So didn't good. drive. Yeah. Um, and he's paddocked right over by them now. Uh, he brought them up two different kinds of tequila. They're having a great old time. Like yeah. two more different people than Tom and his regular friend group and these dudes don't exist. And that and that's the interesting. But they're thing. glued together and they got the right vibes. Yep. And like they're having a great time. And so that's I love it. That's been the interesting thing. Like as Grid Life has grown and stuff. Like you know, Grid Life was is like a. Cohesive idea, but the more it grows, it's interesting to see yeah, its yeah. segments out more. Stuff like that I never saw coming. And you've uh, got yeah. ti- you've got the Time Attack group, but you've got the subgroups within Time Attack. Right. You've got GLTC, but you've got the all teams, the, the groups, and the teams, and the chats, and all that stuff. And some of that is some of that breeds negativity inherently because of yeah. people people problems. Yes, um, but some of that also is like. It's really bonding and family building stuff too. Yes, so. and I think the opportunities, and and this may have to be the next intentional thing to break down those walls. Right. Yeah. Like one of them is grip lift taxi it's session. The best, isn't it? Because it's it's everybody. Absolutely. Like everybody. Accidental. Go Came play. Up with it on the fly. Do not hit each other. Like yeah. it, there's that. Like cross start finish one time and head back in. Yes. Yeah. And the like. The goofy idea, but I don't think the worst idea in the world either. Like, I know the GLTC guys are going to totally roll their eyes, but, like, put them all in a Sunday Cup car yeah. for top 10 shootout. James Morgan's talked about you, this. You don't, you don't get a practice lap. Just go out and, like, right. do your best. Good yeah. luck. Have fun. <laughs> but it's like, that would be another good way. Like, the, super interesting. the food that we do is another way for, like, the yeah. even the block party or the... The Honda meets or right. the um, yeah. Trek Day picnic. Yeah, like, the pork was good tonight. Yeah, it was. Really like, those are all, we come together over yeah. food because yeah. of cars, but none of that is yeah. the real reason why we're here. None of it is, like, intentional or thought out. It just keeps, that's the, like, bringing people together. Karaoke yeah. has become, to me, to unbelievable, honest, is a vital part of good life at yeah. this point. Why do you think I reserved that corner for Matt Matt Williams Island? Like because karaoke's getting pretty wild. Yeah. Because it's hilarious yeah. to see former professional racers, GLTC drivers, random people who just happen to come like with five other pro drifters. Yeah, and, and just hang out and, and like, like seventy five GA crew member spectators. Yeah, and just hang out and until be they, real they were dumb. going until six a.m. It was. Way too so nuts. That's early. That's not even late at that. Nuts. 
they went way yeah. too early. But yeah, it, it, the more you think about it, like you have to bring people together and you have yeah. to uh, always strive for a memorable weekend. Um, and they all kind of blur together for me, but they're all generally pretty good weekends. Yeah. Like even Audubon's always a hard weekend because there's always a rain delay. There's always limited track time because of this or that. Yep. But like there wasn't a bad weekend. Like generally it was overall a pretty good weekend. Becky's group got shafted a little bit. But. Yes. <laughs> but, yes, they did. Uh, it's always hot and stuff, but like even this year it was great. It really wasn't that bad. For like Autobahn For Autobahn it was really good. Yeah. But, um but the, but like you look there was like a thousand spectators there just hanging out. And it was like, where did all these people come from? I didn't expect this. Yeah. Uh, and like out by turn two, three, and the spectator hill camping the entire weekend. Yep. I never expected any of that. Never been to grid life before. Yeah, they just came to hang out. It was great. Yep. Uh, so there was a lot of good aspects of it. Yes. Uh, when the lightning robs an hour from you and all your friends crash, like yeah, it's hard. But um, yeah, stop crashing, people. Yeah, I know. What the heck? Sunday Cup, especially. <laughs> well, and whenever Time Attack has a car-to-car contact, like that's a that was a, a really awkward one. That was uh, yeah, another another. Literally OEM ABS failure, and it drove into another guy. Such a bummer. But yeah, yeah. it was okay. Though. Racing cars is stupid, man. <laughs> anyway, again, well, like if that's the reason we're here, to be stupid with our friends, it's either not going to last long or whatnot. But yeah, like, or it might be the best weekend ever. <laughs> if we do, if we do something right, it might be the best weekend yeah. ever. So this is probably going to be a jointly released podcast. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of shared fans, so. They'll be bummed about one of our shows this week because they already heard it. But whenever <laughs> this like, goes oh, out, oh yeah, I totally heard this already. Ah, dang! Um, guess you, I'll listen to the other. Well, version. you guys usually release on Tuesday. We release when Abe remembers <laughs> nowadays. So give give us a one day head start. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> and then we can. You tell me, and I'll out. tell Abe, and it'll be fine. But yeah, I, I can uh, say that was the reason I used my recorder, so I can yeah. I control when you. Guys yeah, do it. <laughs> you fine upper hand Scott over here, man. I get it. I just I realized it. Um, but yeah, uh, track walking podcast and slip angle, um, yeah, and, track uh, tune stuff. The, uh, the podcast thing is still fun. I still enjoy doing it, and I can't believe people listen to it. Um, and every event I hear, I meet a new fan and a new friend about yep. it. So it's dope. It brings paddocks, paddocks together. It brings racers together. Yep. Um, so we can we can fart into these mics for many years to come, maybe. <laughs> we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, and It ain't going to make us rich, but it might make our friends come to the racetrack and hang out with us. So, And uh, let's let's do a GLTC, have fun tomorrow morning. We always got to do a fake race that way. Pretty much. All right. We've got to make sure somebody waves down at the right spot. Yeah. We'll have John. Oh, John will probably be in it. John's got a let's, race let's put John on. Ethan gets to wait. Let's put John on pole. <laughs> yeah, put the yellow spec me <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, just stick him up there. He's like, yeah, I think I got a 49 out of it. It's pretty good for an old spec me. He's a 1.6. Dude, dude, he showed up on sticker Hoosiers. They're two years old, though. He bought them two years ago and never Woof. used them. Okay. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, I was like, you you brought stickers to Hanami? And he's like, yeah, man, but I bought them two years yeah, ago. They've, they've been sitting outside, <laughs> bro. I never used them. No, I'm sure he's funny. taking care of them, but still. Cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for having me on your show, and thanks for being on mine. Absolutely. Well, uh, right, okay, bye. <laughs> Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the pits at Gridlight to say hello. Hello.